With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Air of salvation, purchased of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior. All the day long, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight, visions of rapture now burst on my side, angels descending. Bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. All the day long. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We 
do greet each one of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. It is good to be here one more time. We thank God for the privilege to see you all, to be able to worship God one more time in spirit and in truth. Listen to me, children of God. God already knows how many times we are going to get to worship him in this thing called life. He already knows. You know, there is a set number of times that we will be allowed to worship our Creator in this life. Hopefully, after that, we will worship Him forever in the presence of God and the presence of the angels. The day of our death, God already knows it just like he knew the day of our birth. I'm hearing God speak in my spirit now. God says, Robert, tell my people that before I formed them in their mother's womb, I knew them. I knew how they would be. I knew what they would be. I knew everything about you all. So I want to encourage you today, my brother and my sister. Just because the future is uncertain to us at times, we don't know certain things are coming. We don't know certain things are happening. Don't think that our God doesn't know. He knows when everything is coming in your life and in my life, good things as well as not so good things. He knows when everything will happen in our lives. So be encouraged, my brother and my sister. Our God is looking out for us. The scripture says, unless the Lord watches a house or a city, the watchmen watch in vain. Unless the, the Lord watches the house. I hope we don't think that is these little locks on these little doors or these little security devices we have that are keeping bad men and bad women from getting into our homes. You know, I have not seen a house in in this country that I can think of that I know I couldn't get into in a matter of minutes. But these houses, it's not, it's not these little security devices that we have. But understand, children of God, it is the Lord who is watching over us. I did something when my health was uh, 
a little better than it is right now. I told one of the saints here, I said, uh, I was trying to get them to understand that these little houses we live in, you know, they are not difficult to break into. You know, I have not always been saved. She didn't believe me. I said, all right, I want you to lock yourself in here as secure as you know how, as secure as you can get. And I said, I will be in here on you in less than a minute. Oh, no, Pastor. No, that's not. I said, okay, lock yourself in the church. Lock yourself. Lock everything up. Get it as secure as you know how. And I'm telling you, I will be in here on you in less than a minute. So she locked and secured and I heard latches being fixed and doors closed and windows. I said, all right, you ready? She said, yes. I said, now, I don't want you to see what I do, but get yourself secure and get yourself very safe. Are you are you ready? They said, yes. And in 40 seconds, children of God, I was in here on this individual. They were amazed. And I told them, I said, look, understand that the Lord is watching over us children of God. The real thieves and real bad men and real, they can get into these little houses and little security systems in in a matter of seconds. So keep in mind, my brother and my sister, the Lord is watching over us. The Lord is watching over us. The Lord is protecting us. The Lord is providing for us. The Lord, everything, every good and perfect gift that you and I can imagine, child of God. Anything good in your life, anything good in my life that we can even imagine, it has come from the Lord. So let's give him praise. Let us give him glory. And let us give him all the honor for everything good comes from our God. Um, we want to take a look at something the Lord had just dropped in my spirit this morning. Um, and again, I've been preaching 35 years and the Lord still amazes me with revelations that he will share with me from time to time that I've never seen before. And that's one of the beauties of the Word of God. The Logos Word of God is what is written. In other words, what the Word says, it says. It has always said. But the Rhema Word, in other words, 
when God reveals it and 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 opens it up and different stages and different times in our life, God will reveal different things to us from his word. It's infinite. The Logos word is finite. It says what it says, Genesis to Revelation, it was sealed, that is it. But the the Rhema word of God is infinite. God can bring so many revelations and insights and different slants and different twists that we never thought of, that we never saw before. What a mighty, mighty God that we serve. We want to take a look, children of God, at the book of Genesis, chapter 2, with a special focus on verse 21. Genesis chapter 2 verse 21. From the New International Version our scripture reads So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Once again, Genesis 2 and 21. So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Praise the Lord. And we are working from a theme, children of God. Two falls. Two falls. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We thank you, Father, for another beautiful day that you have made. We thank you, Father, for life for health, for strength, for food on our tables, clothes on our backs, shoes on our feet. Father, we thank you for a little money in our pockets, for clean drinking water, for air to breathe. So many things that you do to us, through us, and for us. We pause reverently today, Heavenly Father, to thank you, to give you glory, to give you the honor, and to give you the praise. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we search your holy scriptures today, you will 
your servants, your children, your people are listening. Communicate your mind, your will, your desires with us that we may understand you even better, that we may do the things that you desire us to do. Forgive us of our sins, which we have committed knowingly and unknowingly. We humbly ask, Father, that you continue to lead and to guide us in your paths of righteousness for your namesake. This is our prayer. We count these and all other blessings done in the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. Let God's people say amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Two falls. As we look at the book of Genesis, the beginning. God revealed to us as human beings where we come from, how we have come about. Um, You know, ever since I was very little boy, My father was a uh, black history teacher here in the United States. He taught in the inner cities in New Jersey, and he taught black history. Um, And oftentimes he would share his information that he was teaching with me as his son, his only son at the time or, you know, in marriage. And I would listen as he would share with me the events of how we as a people got to this country and how that we as a people are originally from Africa, how we got here, the events that transpired, some of our experiences here in America. And these tales would fascinate me as a young Boy, four, five, six years old, I would just listen as he would talk about how that we as African-Americans 
how we are from originally from Africa and how the Middle Passage, the slave trade that was taking place and how our ancestors were brought over here as slaves. Now, now understand something, you know, because I would just say forces have done a masterful job in wedging and driving separation between us as African Americans and our brothers and sisters in Africa. But let me explain something to you, my brother and my sister. No matter how many Israelites or Jews were born in Egypt or Babylonia or whatever place they were in as a result of sin in some instances, as a result of migration, as a result of whatever, they were still known as Jews. Many, many Jews were born in Egypt, not in Canaan or in the land of Dan, but they were still known as Jews. I want to let you know something, my African-American brothers and sisters born in the U.S. or, or those that were born in Europe or born wherever you were born. We are still Africans. Our roots, our origin is in the continent of Africa. Some of you all might think that we are something different. I know some of our African brothers think, brothers and sisters think we are different over here. And some of our African-American brothers and sisters think we are different. But the reality is, we are very close kinsmen. The way I share it in Africa is that something very similar to this took place hundreds of years ago. There were two brothers in Africa or a brother and a sister or a father and a son or a father and a daughter or mother and a son, a mother and a daughter. They were in Africa. One of them was taken, brought to this country. Two brothers, one taken. The other one was left in Africa. The one taken produced us. The one left produced our African brothers and sisters of today. But we are very closely related. Very close cousins. Very close uh, family members. So, it was always an interest of mine to know the origin as a people. You know, I've been to Africa maybe 20, 25 times since 2003. 
it was a it was a must for me to know the origin of us as African Americans as a people. Genesis is one of the, my favorite books in the Bible because it was important and it is important to me to know the origin of us as human beings. Genesis chapter 3 is very important to me to know the origin of sin in humanity. This thing called sin that we are dealing with every day. The origin of a thing is very important to know where did it come from? Where did it come from? So when we talk about the two falls, I think I shared with you all some time ago that in life, many, many things come in twos. The Lord just dealt with me on this just this morning. The two falls that humanity experienced. Now, this first fall, there was only one man on the earth or in the earth at this time. So uh, everybody that was on the earth experienced this fall. The first fall that humanity experienced, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 21. The scripture says, so the Lord caused man to fall into a deep sleep. The first fall that has to be examined, and the Lord is giving this to me now because he just shared this topic with me and didn't go into detail, but this first fall was a fall to help man achieve his destiny. You say, Apostle, what what are you saying to me? The Bible says the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. It was a fall that was caused by God so that God could take the rib out of the man and make the woman and the man and the woman would be able to achieve their destiny. Uh, The point is this, my brother and my sister, understand that some falls in our lives, in our marriages, in our ministry, in our finances, in our emotions, in our health, Some falls are actually caused by God to help us go even higher. I want to encourage you, children of God, under the sound of my voice. I don't know what country you are in. I don't know what nation you are in. 
I don't know where you are hearing this broadcast, but understand that there are some falls that you are experiencing, that you have experiencing, experienced, that I am experiencing, and that I have experienced, which were actually meant for us to climb higher. Two falls. Two falls. God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. In other words, he caused his state to be less than. You know, sleep is normally you're less alert, you're less responsive, you're less, uh, so many things you are less when you are asleep. So God caused humanity to be less than its optimal state in order that he might bring it to a higher state. Sometimes God will cause you and I to experience a less than optimal state in order that he might bring us even higher than we were before. Watch this now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When Adam went to sleep or fell into this sleep, he was alone in humanity. But when Adam woke from the sleep, he had a wife. You say, Apostle, what, what, what are you what are you trying to say? That there are some of us that 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 when God wakes us up from a sleep that He has caused at times, or that He has allowed, or that when God wakes us up, we will have more, we will know more, we will see more than we when we went to sleep. Now, the reason that the Lord brought, or one of the reasons the Lord brought these particular revelations, uh, the Lord allowed me to go through this stroke, children of God. And I have hated the stroke. I have hated it. I have hated it. But I know in my spirit that God has revealed so much he has shown so much that with what God has added I don't know if I would trade the stroke for good health. I, I, I want to be very careful in saying that because, you know, it has been one of the most terrible things I've ever experienced in my life. But God has brought out and revealed so much. You see, God 
allowed. Look at look at our scripture. Look at our look at really what's going on here, children of God. I never really looked at this in depth as as the Lord is dealing with me now. Adam went to sleep, a sleep that was caused by God. And the Bible says while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs. Now you think about that, child of God. One of Adam's ribs was removed. Now, I don't know whether this was painful to Adam or not. The Bible does not tell us. I'm not going to to try to uh, go into that unless the Lord gives permission. But one of his ribs was taken while he was in this deep sleep. But from the rib, the Bible says the Lord God made a woman. I want to encourage you, child of God, that everything God takes from you and from me as his dear children he has something better in mind. Oh, come on, children of God. I wish somebody would help me in here this morning. God took a rib from Adam and gave him a wife. God took and God gave. I, One of um, my daughter's from Nairobi, Kenya, who is a member of the Christian Center Church Worldwide. We have a room in Facebook and WhatsApp and a few places where the saints are able to come together and uh, communicate with one another, share thoughts, revelations, ideas, sermons. She came online this morning, morning for us here in the United States, but I know it is in the afternoon in Nairobi. And we've probably got about a hundred or so of us that are that are in there. I, I don't even have all of our members in the room but she she put a post in the room and said you are not growing if god does not take uh some friends out of your life something to that effect you know and and i knew there was i knew where she was going with that and there's a lot of truth in that god will as we grow in our walk with God, God will have to separate us from some individuals who the Lord is bringing in my spirit now is a scripture in Proverbs that says, he who walks 
with the wise will grow wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. I know that God will remove us systematically from fools, from foolish people, from there. There are certain people God just has to separate us from. And she said, you're not growing if God does not remove some people from your life. I think that that was how she said it. And the Lord immediately annexed that in my spirit and, and had me to share with her that God will remove certain people from our lives as we grow, but he will also add certain people to our life. You see, God wants to remove the wrong people from our life in order that he might replace them with the right people. So I want to encourage you, child of God. I know some of you, you are getting closer to God. You are growing higher in God and God is having to separate you from force from some people and you know because he wants to replace them with something even better. I want to prophesy to you, child of God. What God is taking out of your life, what God is taking out of your ministry, what God is taking out of your marriage, out of your it is so that he may replace it with something better. God took Adam's rib. Rib is pretty serious now. I'm feeling my ribs now. Rib is, is you know, that, that's, no, that's no joke. You know, we watch television athletes sometimes in playing football. They break their ribs or they injure their ribs. Very painful. So for God to take a rib, God was not taking something that was not valuable or not necessary. Our ribs protect vital internal organs. But God took the rib. God said, yeah, I'm taking this rib. Now, we can either focus in on what God has taken, whether it be a rib, whether it be uh, a, a relationship, whether it be a job, whether it be uh, a church that we were going to, whether it be some finance, or we can focus in on what God replaces it with. God took the rib from Adam, replaced the rib with a wife, replaced the rib with something much greater than a rib. God is going to replace in your life, my brother and my sister. What he has taken, God will replace with something much greater. Jesus told his disciples on occasion, whoever loses you know, family or houses or lands or fields, brother or sister, God will not fail to give him a hundredfold as much in this life. 
See, sometimes we got to we got to let houses go in the kingdom. Sometimes we got to let family go in the kingdom. Sometimes we got to let things go, very valuable things. But God says he's going to make sure that he replaces them with something much greater. Look at what the Bible says, children of God. Look at what the Bible says. We're talking about two falls now. We're just dealing with the first fall of man. First fall. Genesis 2 and 21. So the Lord caused man to fall in a deep sleep. All right, number one. God caused this. God caused this. This sleep was not because Adam stayed up late or because Adam chose to go to sleep or because this was caused by God. This was a fall that was caused by God. You and I are going to experience some falls, thank you Holy Spirit, that are caused by God. You and I are going to experience some losses. Adam lost his rib. He lost something very dear, very precious, very important to him. All of this was caused by God. But the Bible says he or God took one of the man's ribs. Now, if Adam was left in that state, if you and I were left in that state where we've fallen into a deep sleep, while we've had where we've had our rib removed, where if we were just left in that state, how miserable, how pitiful would we be if God just took the husband, if God just took the job? If God just took the ministry, if God just took and left us in that state, how miserable would we be? But I want to encourage you today, child of God, that when God takes whatever God takes and is taking from you and I, it is because he has in mind to replace it with something better. I want to encourage you today now. Don't just focus in on what has been lost. Focus in on what God wants to add to you. Don't just focus in on what what has God has allowed to be taken. Focus in on what does God what is God trying to give me? The Bible says God took the man's rib. God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. But then the Bible says, watch this now, because I'm seeing you, child of God, in a restoration process. See, understand that God has you and I in a restoration process. Every one of you as children of God. I see many of you in here with me. I even see one of my cousins in here. God bless you, cousin. How are you? Pray you are well. God has each one of us as children of God in a restoration process. 
you are being restored. I see former athletes of mine in here. I see uh, we are in a restoration process. See, God is in the process of restoring us. God says, yes, Robert, tell my people, I have taken some things from them. I have allowed them to experience some hurts, some disappointments, even you. God says, I allowed you to experience this stroke, Robert Bryant. God says, yes, I did, but I'm restoring you. Let my people know I am restoring them, children of God. I don't know what God has taken or allowed to be took. I don't know what God has caused or allowed to be caused. But God has sent me here today to prophesy to you, children of God, that the God that we serve is restoring us. He's restoring us. May take some time now. May not be an overnight process. That has been the thing with this stroke that has been uh, a challenge to me. You know, it's been over a year, but I know that I'm doing a lot more than I could at first. I know that it's the re- that the restoration process is taking place. Might take you some time to get over that relationship, my brother or my sister. It might take you some time to get your finances back in order. It might take some time. God does not always work instantaneously. Sometimes God will allow the process to take time. To take time. To take time. So that we Learn all that he wants us to learn so that he's able to reveal all that he wants to reveal so that when the process is over, mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. God says I can get all the glory that I want to get. Understand, my brother and my sister, we're going through what we're going through. You experiencing what you experiencing, I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. We're going through what we're going through. God says, so at the end of the day, I can get the glory. God wants the glory out of your life. God wants the glory out of my life. May God gain the glory through our lives, through our ministry, through our our relationship with him. So here is man. Rib gone. Deep sleep. Pretty rough situation. But here is God now starting the restoration process. Look at what the Bible says. After God took the rib, after man caused deep sleep, after man 
after God caused man to be in this state, took from him, the Bible says, then God closed up the place with flesh. You say, Apostle, what does this mean? God began. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ah, we give you praise. We give you glory in this place. God, after causing or allowing man to go through this situation, God began the healing process. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, God is God is beginning the healing process in us. We've all been hurt. You know, we've all experienced some things in our life, hurt by friends, hurt by enemies, mistreatments, disappointments. Uh, oh, we've experienced so much. But I want to encourage you and let you to know today, my brother and my sister, that our God is starting and completing the healing process. The Bible says, then God closed up the place with flesh. God said, I'm not going to leave you wide open like this, Adam. The place was open. A place was an open, uh, I picture a person in the operating room being operated on open heart surgery. You know, it takes so much time for individuals to heal and they have to close up these places. You can't be out with a open after open heart surgery and they done cut into your sternum and gone into your chest. Nah, you it takes time to be closed up, to be healed. God is healing Adam. God is healing us. Bible says then he or then clothed then he closed up the place with flesh. See. Now before thank you, Holy Spirit, God was able to take the man and the woman into their destiny he had to heal the man and see this is oh thank you holy spirit this is this is one of the problems in our society today you got a lot of men and a lot of women that are not healed oh they they're saved different things but being saved and being healed are two different things. A lot of men running around, not healed. A lot of women running around, not healed. See. But in Genesis, God healed the man. God formed the woman, before they were ever brought together. Lord, have mercy. I thank you today, Father. 
It's like the God is taking scales off my eyes and showing me this for the first time. And God said, this is one of the main problems today, Robert. Men and women that are not healed and they're trying to come together. Men and women that are not formed like they need to be formed and they try to come together. God healed the man before he brought him to the woman. And God healed the man. God closed, God says, I closed up the place with flesh. I made sure he was all right before he met the woman. Then the Lord God made the woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. God formed her, formed her properly, formed her right before she was brought to the man. God didn't bring man and woman together in a unformed, improper state, improper. And this is why you have so many relationships that end badly and don't work out right and can't stay together in marriages because men and women are not healed. Men and women are not formed right and it's not working. My God, my God. Adam was healed. The place, that open place was closed up. That open place, that open gaping hole in his in his midsection was closed. This woman was made and formed properly. And then he brought her Two people that were healed came together. Two people that had been through some hurts and been through some pains, been through some difficulties, but they were now healed. They were now formed. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone. Adam said, now I now understand, understand what I have here. He didn't say this while he was sleeping. He didn't say this while his ribs were open. But after the healing, after the healing, there are some of you under the sound of my voice that God is going to bring that man into your life after the healing. There's some of you under the sound of my voice, God is going to bring that woman in your life after the healing. Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Now, this is what I told you all I think it was yesterday. The first name of the woman was woman. She didn't get the name Eve until uh, Genesis chapter three, her first name was Woman. Look at what look at what Adam says. She shall be called Woman, not she shall be called Eve. So when you run around talking about Adam and Eve did this, Adam, you talking about after the fall. You talking? I talk about Adam and the woman. 
because that was when they were both perfect. That was when they were both pleasing in the eyesight of God. Some of you are saying, Apostle, I didn't know that. I know you didn't know it, my brother, my sister. I didn't know it at one point, too. Adam and the woman. She shall be called woman. Her first name was woman. Her second name, after man had fallen, after man and woman had sinned, was when she was named Eve, the mother of all living. Her first name was Woman. Praise the Lord. Now, the two falls. So understand, God bless you, cousin. We praise God for you, and we pray that the Lord is blessing you. I'm just seeing your comment here. So, understand, my brother and my sister, that God has some falls for us. Fall! I mean, it, it, God caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. There was, there was a fall that brought about his Higher edification. God has some falls for you and me. But at the end of the day, God is going to bring us even higher. Even higher in our ministries. Even higher in our relationships. Even higher in our walk with him. Even higher in our understanding of him. Fall. It was a fall. I had called the Lord called. Look at what your Bible says. You're looking at it just like I am. The Lord caused the man to fall. God is going to cause you to fall. God is going to cause me to fall. In order to give us more. In order to take us higher. So don't be discouraged and upset and have your mouth all twisted up because of the fall. I encourage you to encourage yourself. Thank God for the fall because it is the fall that God will use to take you higher and to take us higher. It was the fall into the deep sleep and the loss of Adam's rib that caused him to be blessed with a beautiful, perfect wife. Well, praise God. My time is up. So we were going to talk a little bit about the second fall. But this was a fall of humanity, a fall of man and womankind that was not for man's edification. This was a fall that was brought about by God 
but not because of listening to God, but because of listening to the adversary. Now, understand the two falls. You've got two falls in your life, children of God. Let me give you this, and then we're going to get ready to go. This first fall was caused by God, was orchestrated by God, and was for man's edification or man's uplift. The second fall, when they ate from the when Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, was caused by God. It was orchestrated by God, but it was not for man's edification. See, we got falls in our life that will lead to our edification. Then there are falls in our life that will lead to our lead us down another path. My prayer for you, children of God, is that the falls that we take will be falls that will lead to our edification, that will lead to God taking us even higher, that will lead to God giving us any more even more. This second fall that Adam experienced, that humanity experienced, they lost all kind of things in this second fall. This first fall, Adam lost too, but God gave him much more. He lost a rib. God gave him a wife. You know, he lost, he lost. Yeah, but he gained, he gained. This second fall, man lost. Man was perfect, he fell into imperfection. Man heard God and communed with God, he fell into a place of confusion. There's some of you under the sound of my voice, some of you don't know the voice of God from the voice of the devil. You don't know. It'd be like, is that God? Is that the devil? Adam knew God's voice. There was a time when men knew God's voice. My prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice today is that you will know God's voice. Some of you, you don't know the difference between, you don't know when God is talking, when the adversary is talking. And this is why false prophets and false teachers, they are able to do so much. Because oftentimes individuals don't know the difference between the voice of God, which will come through true prophets, true apostles, and the voice of the adversary, which will come through false prophets and false apostles. My prayer for every one of you today is that you will know with assurity and certainty the voice of God, that you will only speak by unction of the voice of God. You will only move by unction of the voice of God. God, you wonder what is Christian growth? 
What is Christian maturity? It is simple, listening to God more and more and listening to the devil less and less. God is showing me a seesaw in my spirit. I'm seeing it clearly. One side of the seesaw is up or the other side of the seesaw is down. The other side of the seesaw is down or is it, when that comes up, then the other side goes down. When we listen to God more, in other words, one side goes up. We're listening to God, listening to God. Then our listening to the devil goes down. But when we listen to God less or our, our listening to God becomes less, then we listen to God, listen to the devil more. Such is life, my brothers and my sisters. That is all there is to this life. Now, I encourage you to take it from me. I have been severely demon-possessed. I didn't believe at one stage in my life that the devil was real. I didn't even believe that God was. I knew there was a supreme being, but I didn't know he was. I didn't believe what God showed me. Much like he showed the Apostle Paul on a Damascus road, God showed me that the forces of darkness in this world are very real and that I had been under the influence of the forces of darkness just about all my life. Now, I didn't know. I was with my grandfather when demons began lifting me in the air and throwing me back and forth in my grandfather's car. I tried to ask him, what is happening to me? What is this? Or what came out of my body? This this body that I'm in. I will never forget it. It sounded like the voice of a beast. And I said to him, what is happening to me? And I'll never forget my grandfather's response. It's been 30, 35 years ago. Grandfather looked at me as I'm flying through the air, going back and forth. Demons throwing me back and forth. My grandfather looked at me and said, you got the devil in you. Listen to me, children of God. We are either moving by the spirit of God or we are moving by the spirit of the devil. That is it. You know, I hope you don't think that you are coming up with anything or I am coming up with anything. We simply manifest what is within us. We manifest. In other words, we are speaking because God told us to speak or because the devil or a demon has told us to speak. We are either saying what God wants us to say, or we are saying what the devil or demons want us to say. So children of God, I want to encourage you. You know, if, it, if this had not happened to me, 
I wouldn't be up here every day preaching and teaching like this. I wouldn't be doing it. There's other things I'd probably be doing. But because this happened to me, because what happened to Paul happened to Paul on Damascus Road, his whole life was changed. Because what happened to Apostle Brian happened on McElwain Road here in Kenston, North Carolina, it turned my life around. See, every one of us, listen to me, and I'm, I'm getting ready to close. Our time is, is time is up. Every one of us as children of God should have a exact moment, exact instance where we went from being an unbeliever to being a believer. Now, for many people, I know, you know, that may have taken place at an altar. You may have come up, given your life to Christ. I didn't, that's not how I came to know Jesus. The way I came to know him, demons were throwing me all around and threw me out of my grandfather's vehicle while he was driving down the street. That's how I come to know our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul, he wasn't at a prayer meeting and, you know, the saints laid hands on him and he accepted Jesus. No, there are, he was on Damascus Road on his way to persecute some Christians right then. There are some of us in Christianity that God has to get himself. Meaning that, that you know, uh, we were so crazy, we were so far out there, that God had to get us himself. Paul wasn't trying to get saved. He was trying to persecute Christians. God said, let me get him myself. I wasn't trying to get saved. I was just trying to get some relief from the suffering that I was going through. God said, let me get him myself. Thank God that there are some individuals. God just has to get himself. No, no. They don't come up during an altar call. No, no. They don't come up during a prayer meeting. No, no. No, no. God says, I will get him or her my." So I encourage you, child of God, walk by the Spirit. Your blessings, my blessings, your destiny, my destiny, good and perfect gifts that God has for you and for me, they are found in you and me listening to, hearkening to obeying and walking after the Spirit of God. You know, the the first dead man that I saw the Lord raise, I mean dead, seriously dead. I was in Nigeria many years ago. 
And I was coming back from a place in the north of Nigeria called Kaduna. Very late at night. It was very dark. And the driver and the vehicles were driving so fast. I was in my spirit. I was like, why are they driving so fast like this? But as we were coming back to Abuja, Nigeria, I heard a loud boom. And I looked in my rearview mirror. I was sitting in the front of a vehicle. I looked in the rearview mirror and I saw some Nigerian ladies who had just made it across the expressway. And they were saying, Oh my God. Oh my God. And the vehicle I was in pulled over to the side and stopped. They were saying, Oh my God. You've killed a boy. You've killed a boy. And immediately people started gathering. My driver pulled over and a vehicle that was behind us pulled in front of us with the broken, mangled, bloody body of a young man that he had just hit on top of the vehicle dead. He was dead. Crowds were gathering. You killed him. You killed the boy. Nigerian brothers and sisters were trying to get the driver of that vehicle out. They were going to punish him right then for killing the young man. And I was sitting in the front seat of a vehicle with the driver. Three people were behind, sitting behind me. And in my spirit, I said, Lord, Lord said, put your shoes on, Robert. Now, I had taken my shoes off and was enjoying the ride. Lord said, put your shoes on, Robert. Put my shoes on. I said, Lord, it was getting violent outside. They were, the crowd was gathering. People were, were very upset. And I said, Lord, Lord said, get out of the car. I said, Lord, you want me to get out with this going on? He said, get out of the car. I got out, and the spirit, the crowds were agitated. They were trying to get the driver and punish him. They wanted to kill the driver now, too. I said, Lord. The Lord said, check his body. I went up to the dead man. I checked for his pulse and his neck. No pulse. I checked for breathing. No breathing. My spirit, I said, Lord. Lord said, have the young man take his body down from the top of the car. I said, you young man, right here, take his body down. Lay him down. Took his body down. Crowds were still very upset. And it was a very tense situation. And I said in my spirit, Lord, Lord said, rebuke the spirit of death and command him to live in the name of Jesus. Command him to live. And I want to share with you because it's in my spirit. You shall live in the name of Jesus, child of God. 
said to the young man, his body laying in the street, I said, I rebuke you, spirit of death, in the name of Jesus, live. Young man opened his eyes. He said, I said, he's alive. Take him to the hospital. Young man gathered his body, grabbed him by one arm, one man, young man grabbed one arm, one man, young man grabbed another. They grabbed his leg and put him in the vehicle I had been riding in. I had to find another way home. You say, Apostle, why do you say this to us? Because nothing is impossible to the God that we serve. All things are possible to them that believe. I want to encourage you today, child of God. Believe more. Believe more of his word. Believe more of his promises. Believe more of it. Believe more. And you shall receive and see and experience more. God bless you, children. God, my time is up now. I'm going to have to to go. Even this headset has the battery is, is, is winding down. But we pray that you have been blessed. The two falls, first fall to the deep sleep. Man led to man's edification. The second fall led to man's fallen humanity. Let us fall by God's directive in order that God may take us even higher. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Heaven smile on you. Those of you that want to be a blessing to the ministry, feel free. You can go to our church website and... uh, and directions will be there uh, as to what to do. The Lord willing, we will we will try to see you all later on tonight. This is Apostle Bryant signing out. Uh, saints, get ready. The Lord willing, we will see you all in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. What do we got? We got Nairobi, Kenya. We've got Zambia, we've got Rwanda, we've got uh, Uganda, and we've got uh, Ghana, West Africa, and Sierra Leone. Bishop John, uh, we will get together, the Lord willing, in um, in Nairobi. I look forward to seeing the Maasai. I like the Maasai, the Maasai tribe down in uh, uh, Nairobi. Uh, For those of you that do not know about the Maasai, they are famous um, warriors for killing lions uh, uh, with with little or no weapons. But um, God bless you, saints. Uh, Apostle Dan, we look forward to seeing you all. In um, in Accra, in Accra again, and um, all of you, all of you, I just my my spirit rejoices. God has connected me with such great men and women around the world. I thank God for for each of you. I pray God continues to take you higher and higher in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, signing out.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.